All right, everybody, uh, with all of the bad news that we've been getting with injury after injury after injury, maybe, just maybe, we have some good news on the horizon that we could see as early as two nights. Another episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. me rubbing my hands together not because it's cold in this uh this room that i'm in because i am oh so ready for something good to happen to this avalanche team uh welcome aboard everybody welcome to locked on avalanche and thank you for making this your first listen of the day that's always appreciated we're part of the locked on podcast network you can follow us on our social media outlets lopn underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir. A lot happening with the avalanche in terms of moving players up, moving players down. Well, not really moving players up, moving players down, putting player on waivers. Uh, what does it all mean? There's kind of a, a some tea leaves that we have to read through because they didn't give us the the definitive answer that we wanted, but we think we know where this is going. And when you send Sample Ranta down, well, if you're sending him down, somebody needs to be either coming up to replace him or coming off of this injured list. And everything that we've been seeing, literally seeing with Val Nachuskin skating, um, and hearing is that he is so he's close to coming back. We talked about that yesterday when Jared Bednar was on his radio program saying that, you know, he, he's probably the closest to return. It's all just seeming like this is all just set up for, for Nachuskin to finally make his return tonight against the Rangers. So that's kind of just, you know, guessing right now, but if they sent Ranta down, they put Cout on waivers, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And in sending Ranta down, it wasn't like we send him down and are calling fill in the blank here up. There was no replacement there. So you have to just assume, like I'm saying, with all of that stuff that I was just talking about with Valnachuskin, you got to feel good. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but it's impossible not to with all the negative stuff that's been going on with the Avalanche that we finally might be getting back one of our key players is huge. You mentioned reading the tea leaves. Uh, that's what this feels like. You're you're sitting there. You see the moves going up, down, laterally. Well, nothing really coming up, but you know um, addition by subtraction is the formula we're going with here. And you, you've you been kind of tracking Val Nichushkin, like Darren Helm. You've been you're kind of looking at the players that are on the cusp of coming back. And all the transactions that happened yesterday – it has that feel that somebody's coming back. And I, I grew up a wrestling fan. I don't want them to tell me until um, puck drop. I just want them to triumphantly like pyro, make their MSG debut, and just have like Nuke have a song and come right out just skating <laughs> and everybody lose their right. mind. But yeah, it's it's exciting. But then we all get to play armchair GM on who... Would we rather have? But it, the answer is Nachushkin. Like you have that feeling that yeah. 
you miss that heart and soul. And every time Val, like especially last season, when he wasn't part of the team, it was felt. Um, sure. And you want that heart and soul and that never give up type play style back in this roster. And a lot of these young guys can learn from Val. Oh my God. Yeah. He is their best four checker by, by far. He's one of the best in the league at it. So they miss that. Um, and you know, it was sending Ranta down. I'm just looking at the, all the guys that they called up. I think they called like four or five guys at once, uh, for this game against the Bruins. Um, you know, you could have sent Myers down. They mm-hmm. didn't, they could have sent foodie down. I don't believe they've done that. You've could have sent Burke back down. They didn't do that. I think, I think, uh, Bednar really liked how Kyle Burke played, especially his comments after the game. He was a little bit angry. He was a little bit angry. It seemed like he felt that they just gave up when they got down, maybe not two to nothing. Once they got down three to nothing, I think he felt certain guys just said, we're not coming back from this. And you probably were not going to, but that doesn't mean you, the effort drops. And I think he felt like it did. So maybe, you know, in sending Ranta down, maybe, you know, is that comment directed towards him? Because I would think, uh, you know, it's directed towards Cout, which again, we'll get to in a a minute. And I have a long quote to read. It's it's definitely directed towards Cout. Or is Ranta just the odd man out here? It's like, we got to pick one of you guys to go down. Um, to make way for what we think is Don Nachuskin. And you're just, you know, you're, you're, you just happen to be that guy. We got to send someone. It's got to be you. Out of all the names you mentioned, even with me being the biggest Sampo stand on earth, he's not ready. Um, like we can make, you just talked about, and I'm not, I'm not going to refer to him as Cal ever again. It's Callahan Burke. Callahan. <laughs> the new sheriff in town. Um, Callahan <laughs> Burke. no, he made an impact. Foodie's making an impact in his own way. Um, yeah. Like Dryden Hunt, he's finding his place. Like there, there are who don't. Who owns another one? Who owns another one? Yeah, and absolutely. He, he, he started on the first line, so yes. okay, you're not going to go. I mean, you could, but uh, if you started in the first line against Boston, they must have liked what what you're doing. So they're going to give you a little bit more more uh, time. And Ranta has been given more time than him, and yep. they apparently don't like it. So. Like I said, he's got to go down. Yeah, he, he's just not there yet. He hasn't mm. made that splash. He's had good plays here and there, admittedly, but he hasn't found that that little that part where he belongs on this roster and what he could contribute. So I kind of understand why he would be the guy that goes back to Loveland because he needs a little bit more seasoning. He knows what the NHL looks like. Now take that knowledge and go back to Loveland, refine your craft. Yeah. And I don't want to say if this is uh, Nachuskin's, you know, game where he comes back. Clearly, there's still down a lot of talent and a lot of skill and a lot of important players. It helps. It just yeah. helps the psyche of, of okay, we finally got one guy back, and yeah. maybe that's a domino that just needs to fall. But for the Avalanche, like, I I, I want to believe that they're not rushing anybody back. For a number of reasons, like you still have a long way to go in the season. <clears throat> you're okay. Yeah, you're on the outside looking in as far as when it comes to a playoff spot right now. But come on, like you're not that far back from that. That doesn't sound good. But you you don't want to rush anybody back because what good is that going to do anything? You know you have a, a long way to go. So getting someone to come back early that maybe isn't 100% and well, really, you know, 
it's like that old saying in sports, whoever is really a hundred percent. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so if he's like 90%, 95%, you, you play during that because if you mess this up and then you, and he goes out there, it's one of those things where he plays like a period and then he's not back on the bench because he wasn't fully ready. You've done more damage than good. It's so a shame Bauer shift. Yes. Well, he, yeah, it, he got hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it could be that it could be yeah. you're out there and you get you get clipped or it's just what was ailing you when you're putting in like you're just going full board because it's you know, it, it's game action mm-hmm. and then it flares up again. That's not good either. So, you you, you know, I got to believe like they're going to be on the same page. And if it is that him that's coming back, he's coming back. If he's if he wakes up, you know, like Friday morning. And he's like, I'm not exactly where I want to be. Maybe I just need like another couple of days. I think they're going to give that to him. And then you might see them call up somebody last minute in the morning. I think we'll know more in the morning if they do call somebody up. Uh, we're recording this Thursday night, obviously. But um, but yeah, they got They got to be smart about it. And I have every reason to believe the avalanche will be. Yeah. And you wouldn't think this is bringing somebody back early because why do it against the Rangers? Why? What's the difference in a day and a half? Just call them up for the Boston game. Like, we could have used anybody if they're 75%, right? Even playing at half speed, we could have, I would have loved whoever is about to come back, insert name here of new healthy player. It would have been great to have you against the Boston game. So, if they needed to pull somebody early, that would have been the game to do it. This Ranger game, it's not convenient. So, yeah, it's, I feel like it's just one of those that, a lot of the signs of the boxes are getting checked. Like I'm ready. I'm feeling good. And it's going to be like you said, like the morning of game day, that final checkbox. Yeah. I think I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. And then here comes the name. Cause there's going to be a, a, a lot of weight on his shoulders. He's the first one back in this list of players that they have injured. He's the first one to come back and how a lot of people are saying like, Miko's struggling because everybody, like defensively, everybody's focusing on him. They're going to do the same thing with Nachuskin. Yeah. So if an injury is is nagging and it's not completely healed, um, they're going to exploit that, and you don't want him to kind of go backwards because yeah. you you play. And maybe like you're saying, like how I'm saying, like oh, give me another like couple days. Maybe that was this game. Yeah. Maybe it could have been Boston, but like no, give me another couple games. So now here we are. So you got to put it back at some point. You can't keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And that goes for everybody that's on the injured list. And we, and we just talked about there's no more convenient games on the schedule to do that. You can't say, ah, that one, I can ease myself in against Buffalo. Tage Thompson mm-hmm. is, he owns the world right now. Yeah. You can't do that. Like Philly, they've proven that they can beat us. Like there's no easy games left in December. St. Louis, it doesn't matter. No. So. You can't cherry pick what game you want to come back for to ease your way in. It's rough the whole month. So if you're good to go, jump on board. Yeah, not with the guys that you have out there right now. And that's nothing yep. against them. It's just like, no, you, there's no easy game with who we're putting out there. So, all right, let's hear from Bet Online and then uh, more to get to with with Avalanche roster players. Martin Kaut, you got a Terry Lekkinen, Darren Helm, Erod. All in some capacity coming back or a little bit. Maybe you need to wait a little bit longer for a couple of those guys. Uh, but first, we have betonline.net. 
And BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. Who are, are my Broncos going up against this week? That's a good who, question. Who, uh, that I'm, up for I'm me? glad nobody bet on Aaron Judge to the Giants. Arson Judge went to the Giants, and I saw that whole thing going on on Twitter. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you love sports podcasts, and of course, who does not, you can find those as well at Bet Online. And we're <laughs> always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You're laughing. Who is it? Kansas City. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's right. That's right. It was flexed out of the yeah. Sunday night game. Yeah, that's how bad it's gotten for that. That game is a home run twice a year. Yep. And if you know it's that bad for the Denver Broncos that they flex them out of the eight o'clock Sunday night spot. That's rough. Uh, so you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Go to betonline.net, and it is where the game starts. All right. So uh, who do you want to start with here? You want to start with Martin Cowart, or do you want to start with the, <clears throat> the three players who are kind of skating around and not Let's Let's start with Cowart. It's okay. the elephant in the room. Uh, Bednar <clears throat> yeah. was vocal about it, and it's so, it it's something we've been talking about since preseason. So I feel like it needs to be addressed. So Martin Gout was, again, put on waivers. Um, and this is the second time that he's been put on waivers this year. I thought there was potential of somebody maybe picking him up, just grabbing him. Still has that tag as a first-round pick. At the time, only had played a handful of games for the Avalanche. Some team, I thought, was going to look at that and say – Let's just give them, you know, a new, new arena, new team, new guys, new coaches, have everything, uh, and and see what he can do. Didn't happen. Now they got to throw him on waivers again, um, and the you know the plan is obviously to send him back down. And the the Avalanche have been vocal about that. I don't imagine anybody's going to pick him up because his value has gone down since the first time he was on on waivers. So if anybody picks them up now, they're either really a, a desperate team um, or they're just trying to, I guess, screw the avalanche in one way or another. But I think at this point, you're not really screwing them all that much if you were to take Martin Kaup. Um, And before I get your thoughts on it, I do want to read what Jared Bednar said about it. Um, so he's asking a press conference, you know, uh, about Kaup, And he said uh, he played some really good games for us. He's played 18 games, and I'll give you this as an example. But out of those 18 games, we saw some really good play from him uh, from a small chunk of games, and there might be one here, one here, a couple together. But the difference with some of the of the guys that are here and playing here, like Cogliano and O'Connor, is once they find that game, it's very small fluctuations from, from there. They're bringing it every night. The consistency is an issue. A quiet game, a quiet game, a good game. That's what he has to work on. He has a great conscience. He has the ability uh, to play, but he needs to find that game and be able to bring that on a nightly basis, or at least 85% of that on a nice nightly basis to play here. Um, he goes on to say, it's all-encompassing. It's effort on every play. It's playing with confidence with the puck. It's awareness. There's a bunch of things that go into it. But take his game as a whole. It's got to get into that window on a regular basis in order to be an everyday NHL player. That's the difference between being a call-up player and an everyday NHLer. 
that's that's where they are at right now with Martin Kaut. That doesn't bode well for him um, to get called back up in any immediate future. If the Avalanche are going to be getting guys coming off of this injured list at different spots over the next month, over December, like we've said before, all these injuries are not going out into towards the end of the season. You're going to get a lot of these guys back within the next month. And if that's what they had to say about Martin Count and you put him on waivers twice now this year, he's not the next man up to get called. They, they are, I think he is camped there until he can show what they want from him at the NHL level. He can do at the AHL level for a much longer duration of time. I wonder if this is it for Martin Kaut. They They've had him for a long time. Is he one of these guys that is part of a, a trade package? But what the heck are you going to get for him right now? He's not going to be involved in, a, you know, a, a Taves trade or anything like that. A Jonathan Taves trade or a Patrick Kane trade or a Bo Horvat trade. Like that's not happening anymore with Martin Kaut. Never was anyway, but go ahead. Let me read this for all the Martin Kaut on the fencers, one way or another. Who they are, but go yeah. Ahead. If you're if the jury's still out on Martin Kaut, boy, have I got a story for you. No, um 2019, 2020. He played nine games. He had three points. I remember that year because everybody was counting the days on that ELC. He showed promise. Hmm. The next year, five games, nothing. The year after that, six games. Nothing. Mm-hmm. This year, 18 games. That's twice as long as he's been on the, the team. For any other year, right? <clears throat> Three points. Yeah. With nobody, we've talked about everybody that's injured. We've been shut out more this season than we have the past two seasons. Where is the... We, we talked about his preseason demeanor and his attitude, that that terrible soundbite that got out and got shared before mm. the season started about um, wanting to make it because this is his last shot. Mm. Past tense. That uh, was yeah. your last shot. <laughs> that, I don't it. know. Yeah. I, you know, the, the, the three points is <clears throat> not what you, you would like to see, but kind of going off of what Bednar's saying, it's like – effort it's consistency it's it's you know how many times have we done a an episode and it's like where was he yeah i mean you can battle and battle and battle and just not get a puck in the net when you're kind of on a bottom six and more you know a fourth line those points are hard to come by on on those lines but it's just okay if you can't score if you can't get assists if you can't get points where where's your efforts elsewhere yeah Where's your efforts on on the forecheck, just on the defensive end, on getting the puck out of the zone, you know, just things like that, not making blind passes, just it's it's everything. And and for him, it's he, and Bednar's 100% right. You see glimpses of yeah. Wow, like okay, and you just always think that's didn't we not do this with Tyson Jost? Yes. Over and over and over again. And Tyson Jost played 10 times as many games as Martin Cout has. And what did we get in a trade for Tyson Jost? Nico Sturm. Nothing against Nico Sturm, but that's what you're, you're lower than that yeah. for Martin Cout for his value right now. So it's either, do you, you know, get, get rid of him for some piece 
and, or do you just continue to let them marinate in the AHL and hope there's a moment where it clicks and he can be that consistent player? That's where the avalanche are right now with Martin Cal. Like, Chris, what, what else does he have to do? Like, what is he going to do in the AHL that he hasn't done already? Like, what what light is going to come on? This has been four years. Like, Jost, you mentioned Jost as a comparable. The team we traded him to has already got rid of him, put him on waivers, yeah, and now he's right. in Buffalo. Um, <clears throat> right. It's going to be the same song and dance when it comes to Cout, whatever happens. Because yeah. you're going to have this anticipation. And you mentioned, like, you see him for a play, and that's it. For the rest of the game, like we talk about Jost getting a goal or a two point game with two assists, count it's a shift because he was in a highlight and he hmm. he took a that was a crazy shot. Could you imagine if that went in? But that's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't. <clears throat> I mean, what else can you get from it I, at this point? <clears throat> uh, you know, he's he's not going to be. You know, he he has that tag of a first round pick. This is just a, a a mirror image of what we got with Tyson Jost. Tyson Jost was the first round pick. We kept waiting for him to to take that next step. You saw glimpses of it, and then he would just disappear. I mean, this is Tyson Jost version 2.0, and maybe a worse version of it. And I hate this saying is the that free because version like, of the app Jost yeah. was the the 99 cent version. This was this the AOL CD you got in the mail. Um, so I, you know. <clears throat> Could he be? I think at this point, the Avalanche just want him to be that guy that, hey, if we need a call up, we know that you can come up and we know we can slot you in and be reliable. Magno's gone. We need They're somebody. not even at that. They're not even at that with Cal right now. Yeah. And it's sad. It's sad because, you know, I, I, you do root for that guy. You root for anybody. Yeah. Um, and, got, and I root for guys that I always want to see guys like him. How you're saying, like, what, what could he do? Down there? I don't know. But. I I still will hold that hope that whatever it is, it it becomes a reality. And I don't know, man. It's it's tough. It's tough to see him go through it. Um, and like you said, that the preseason comment, him saying this is this might be my last shot. You can't say they haven't given you chances this year. That you've given more chances this year than any in the past. Some of that might be because of injury, but that shouldn't matter. Yeah. Who cares how you get up there? Once you get your spot and once you get your chance, you take it. And it's just it's just not working out for him right now. And uh, <clears throat> we just watched the games and we talked about Cal being like in his, those preseason games after the comment, he was playing very try hard. And then mm -hmm. you could like tell by his attitude on the bench, like this dude is never happy with his own play. It's not like the team, it's always like him. He's never mm -hmm. happy with what he's bringing to the team. And it's just, I, apparently Bednar is picking up on it as well. Like, and if he's not getting the performance that he anticipates, he's just like, well, maybe next, maybe next time. Yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes. All right. Uh, we still got to talk about the Rangers in a minute, but definitely just want to bring up that our Terry Luckin and Darren Helm and uh, Evan Rodriguez are skating um all in non-contact jerseys uh you feel that you know um obviously we're talking about nachuskin you feel like helm is maybe next in line and then it could be either lekanen or erod maybe they come back at the same time but the thing that i found really interesting with with um arturi lekanen is 
He's in the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. And that just makes me even more infuriated at the play of why he's even out to begin with. Yeah. And I know Charlie McAvoy made some comment. He was asked about the play. And he made some comment about like, oh, well, you know, he's standing on top of my goalie, whacking my my goalie. No, he wasn't. Uh, he was standing on top of your goalie. And I get the when the goalie covers the, the puck and there's players around, there's a couple, hey, give him some space. You know, I get that stuff. So for McAvoy to feel like what Lekkonen was doing was so egregious, he, he needed to give him a concussion. Yeah. Just makes any response that you have from any Boston Bruins player or beat writer, by the way, uh, that much more ridiculous. Because, <clears throat> yes, what McAvoy said was like, oh, plays like that happen 100 times. And what he's referring to is what I just said. When there's players kind of hovered around, yes, that happens 100 times. Do you take guys down like that a hundred times? Yeah. No, you do not. No. Everything that they're trying to do to cover this up to say it's like, oh, it's just a hockey play is bogus. It's complete garbage, and they know it. And they're not going to come out and say, "He's like, oh, I didn't want to hurt anybody." You did. So then, why don't you have like you know go back and say like you know, maybe I should have done something different? He's not going to say that. Never going to say that. But it just it, it makes me that much more mad that now that we know what the injury is, and it's a concussion, so. Congratulations, because a guy was standing over your goalie. You decided to give him a concussion. In my eyes, you are now a joke, Charlie. Yep, yeah, that's that's Boston for you. That's it's what they do. The big bad Bruins. Well, yeah. right. congratulations, you live up to your name. And you know, I, I also taken away from that when they mentioned concussion protocol. Why have we not heard a thing out of Bo? That's a weird one, man. Like I don't know what's going on with that. And and I and I'm, uh, but didn't they list him as lower body? They did, but still, we're we're. It went from like Helm being who knows when to yeah. hey, by the way, here he is in a jersey skating around. I don't. Know I haven't heard a peep on. about both. No, that's a weird one, and that's a little bit concerning that you're not mm-hmm. hearing about that. You just get the, and I don't know, but you just get the vibe that something took a step backwards there. Yep, like he was kind of on a, his whatever path they laid out for him. He was he was a week to week one, was he? Wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because he got hurt around the same time as Gerard. Gerard was day to day, and he was supposed to come and, back with Gerard. Well, I remember Gerard. They, they they were injured like the same time, and I remember they made the announcement. And Gerard, they said day to day, and Byron, they said week to week. And we're going on about a month of him being out, and, and not a single word, nothing, nothing. And and you just hate, you know, you always just. Go back to yep. previous years, and you don't want to do that, but you know that's just kind of human nature. And you feel like, okay, did something go bad somewhere? Was he skating or something? And I don't know, man. I don't. I don't want to go down that rabbit it's, hole. But it, yeah, it was just the the silence is deafening. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye. Um, and then finally, we'll just tonight. You know, with the the New York Rangers coming to town, um, if you get. Nichuskin back, obviously that helps you out immensely. That goes without saying. Uh, but everything else, uh, like we were saying before, it was a big ask for them to take down the Bruins. I think they can hang at least with the Rangers. The Rangers have been, been up and down this year, you know, but they still have, you know, one of the best goalies in the league. So you're yep. always going to have to put up with that. But guys like Kreider are are not doing what they accomplished last year where's his stats let's see so you mean almost former avalanche player chris Kreider? yeah yeah yeah. 
Uh, through 28 games, he's only got 23 points. That's not horrible. I'm not yeah. trying to say that's like that, but you know, he had 50 goals last year. Yeah. So he's he's a less than a point per game right now, and that's not him. Um, even Panarin. Panarin is doing Panarin things. He's got 37, or excuse me, 33 points in 28 games, but he's only got six goals. He is an assist machine. In my opinion, he's like one of the best passers in the league. Um, so he's always going to have those assists, but he's struggling to find the net. His plus minus is a minus seven. Cool. Interesting. So, um, you know, you have uh, up and down the routes, you have guys that are, are, are putting up good numbers. Zabinijad, who maybe is one of my favorite players outside of the Avalanche, 32 points for him in 28 games. He's a plus nine. Adam Fox. I know Avalanche players or uh, fans want to hear this right now. Probably the favorite for the Norris mm-hmm. right now, and he he is a fantastic defenseman. There's no doubt about it. So you have to kind of do, so they have the players. Um, what's the friend that he's got? Um, he's yeah, he's still, I don't know. Uh, five goals, eight assists, thirteen points in twenty eight games. He's yet to really turn into that number one overall yeah. pick. Yeah, but he's but he. If you know he's he's a force, he's a big, big body. And how you know we're saying with Martin Cowell, like he's just non existent, even if he's not putting up points, you know, you see, I forget, yeah, yeah. So the Rangers are just one of those teams, they're a mystery. Sometimes they come out and they look, look what they just did to Vegas, yeah, five to one, they just swept the ice with Vegas. Uh, but you know. They are a, a team of Martin Couts. They are very inconsistent <laughs> right now. And the the Avs and the Rangers have the same win-loss record. The Rangers have lost more overtime games. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I I feel good about the I chances do. of the Avalanche I, against the Rangers. Like, yeah. you could you could get mowed down 6-1, to one, or it could be reversed, and both mm-hmm. are easily, like, you could – you can understand both. Mm. And I feel like the Avalanche are due one of those good puck luck games, especially if Nuke comes through the door. That's going to be a high end ball arena. Bring it on. Yeah. And you just want to stop this losing streak yep. on top of all else. So you, you want to get in the win column. Um, I do. I, I think they're going to come out and, and play really hard. I think they all those, uh, you know, newbies. Well, well they've they've played before uh, just playing in that capacity against bosses being like the guys. Yeah. Like th- this is, you know, we're relying on all of you guys right now. They got that out of the way and now they can go into this game and maybe, you know, be a little bit more freer. I don't know. I feel, I feel good about being a competitive game. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to win this thing outright, but I think they have a really good shot at it. I'll say that. Both teams started out with very high expectations being talked about as a potential Stanley cup, like finals matchup both hit the same slide Mm. coming in with the same record and the first time we played the rangers that was in october that was a shootout win yeah so even at full strength like it doesn't really matter it's a mute point like it's the say it's the eastern version of the avalanche this is going to be a good game and and that's the other part about like how pumped up was georgiev when he got that win yeah that that shootout win so don't forget about that factor either i think for as long as he is playing with somebody that's not the rangers hopefully it's the avalanche for a while 
uh, he's going to get up for for his former team. Yep, every time. So should be a good one um, because it is a Friday game. We won't be back until Monday to talk about it. But follow us on our social media pages. We'll be discussing it there. Uh, but until then, yeah, we'll be back on Monday. And do they play? Yeah, they play Sunday as well, right? Almost positive because like Let's we're see, saying, they play. on the 11th at St. Louis. At St. Louis. Okay. So we'll have two games to talk about when we come back on Monday. Be sure to tune in for that. But for now, thank you for tuning in to this episode and making it your first listen of the day. Obviously, that is always appreciated. And uh, enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys on Monday. Go, Abs, go. Go.